Hi folks, before we get started, we'd like to take a moment to let you know some of the content on this podcast may not be suitable for some audiences. It's all in good fun, but we just wanted to let you know. Previously on the Jay and Dan podcast. Jonathan Torrance, welcome back to the podcast, buddy! I'm skinny, bop, bop. Couldn't Gordon Lightfoot do all Raffi songs, too? Well, yeah, it's an album called Gord Does the Kid. <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't that fly off the shelf? Peter Schrager. The last thing anyone would have imagined was a player flipping in the draft because he was wearing a gas mask and taking a huge hit from a bong in the video. Being like, you couldn't, you couldn't write that into the series Ballers. Like, that wouldn't even be fictional. I don't do drugs. Just weed. Spurs are great, but they're boring as f- They are boring. Yeah. They are boring. But I want Russell Westbrook. I don't know if he's going to freak out. I don't know if he's going to play a great game. I just love watching that guy. You'll have an erection in the and seat. My erections have returned. Yep, sure enough, there's Rob Lowe looking like he's 20 years old, even though he's yeah. 55, and he's about to get into a vehicle to shoot a scene. And he had, like, a dart that was about three quarters <laughs> still left on it. He knew he had to get into the car for the scene. He just did the old... <laughs> this greasy move inside the car. Delicious. We've got butter, butter all day, butter all night. You're listening to the Jay and Dan Podcast. Uh, 40 of the best looking guys and gals in America dancing for you. Hey, it's the Jay and Dan Podcast episode 111. Not to be confused with 227. Starring Jack A. Glad you could be with us. Uh, so much to get to this week. Uh, great to have no Patrick here. Ian is now running our soundboard. Ian, if you remember back yeah. to the early days. Early podcast days. Uh, early Fox podcast. Ian was a part of that. Welcome back, my friend. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I did not get fired. No, no. You you moved on to bigger and better things. And then like a tractor beam, we brought you back into the fold. That's right. Uh, we're happy to have you here and happy that... That Patrick is not here and probably never to return. Uh, Ian was working uh, with the NFL on Fox. Can you tell your quick on-the-field moment with Joe Buck? No. Okay. Great. (laughs) All right. Absolutely not. Good start to the show. Good start to the show. But you can clarify. Great guy. Oh, Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, Aaron Andrews, all, all wonderful people. Uh, how, big, uh, how big are the mitts on Troy Aikman? Oh, you shake his hands, it's like meeting a bear in person. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, bear. What's up? Uh, okay, we have some topics we have to get to. This is different for us. Hey, uh, we we want to get to we'll, topics. We'll get to those in a minute. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. I saw a movie for the first time in a couple of years at the theater. <laughs> what? what happened? What happened? <laughs> that came out I tried. Of, it came out of nowhere. I tried. What? What did? Well, Jay's like, we should talk about some sports and this, and oh, I know, you want to well, talk about a movie. I know. I just wanted to t- bring up that I saw a movie for the first time in a couple of years. Okay. Go for it. Keanu. <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, okay. Okay. Key and Peele, they cracked me up. <laughs> I don't, that was it. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought you were going to give us like a review. Yeah. That was yeah, my yeah. review. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. I want to know I give more it about it. Two Dan's up. Should we see uh, it? Can you tell more? Tell us more about it? Dude. Don't want to give anything away. It's about a little kitty cat that's stolen by some bad people. And Keen Peel. So I go just and want to it. clarify what just happened here. So mm-hmm. we're about to dive into some topics. Now we can dive in. And I then just... you said, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Hold on. Like Hold something on. big was going to happen. This is big, guys. <laughs> I've got something to say here. I didn't And then you said. I saw a movie, and then we said, tell us about it, and you said no. So that's how we started wow. the podcast. I just want Key and Peele. Can we get Key and Peele on here? We'll ask. <laughs> this is the worst start to a podcast ever. <laughs> uh, let's dive in. You went to a gay bar on Sunday? I thought that's what you were going to bring up. Uh, Jim might be familiar with it uh, from his I, old days. I, I don't know where that's coming from. <laughs> I, I don't know how we got to there. Here. I'm trying to salvage it. I feel like uh, this boat's taking on water. Okay. All right. But it does every week. 
Oh, no, no, this is always a smooth sailing ship, like the Pacific Princess. <laughs> Ken Rosenthal's our guest this week, MLB Insider. <laughs> okay, all right. Yes, I can't wait. Just won an Emmy? Yeah, I mean, what is happening here? Uh, oh, uh, Win Butler, Arcade Fire on the show. Yeah, you won an Emmy. Yeah. 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 What? Wait, I didn't know that. Yeah. Thank you very much. I had no idea. This yes. Past, like last week you won an Emmy. Yeah. For yes. what? Uh, for, uh, what is it? Uh, I don't even know. Most uh, outstanding uh, digital, uh, I don't know, for the royal reality thing, the virtual reality thing we did on the Kansas City Royals. Oh, oh yes, right. Amazing. That's unbelievable. Yeah, for so, digital innovation. So for Most doing- outstanding digital innovation. How many like do that. you have now? Okay. Three. Wow. You should bring them in here and display them. I got like, I don't know, 11 nominations and three wins. Or wow. Something like and that. we should point out what Jim was a part of on Sunday. This is huge, Jim. So you were uh, a big part of the live Simpsons episode. whole episode wasn't live, but the last few minutes yeah. was live. And, and Alan Giacomelli, a friend of ours from Canada who works here yeah. at Fox, is a part of it too. Tell genius. us what you did. Alan yeah, is a so genius. Smart. Yeah. yeah. Dresses and... Head to toe Zara. Yes, yes. And always with a bow tie. The bow <laughs> yeah. tie, just like our guest, Ken Rosenthal. Uh, yes, it, that's it right. It was very exciting. And tell us what you did on the show. Uh, so uh, we actually had uh, Dan Castaneda in here in my VO booth so here. So he was here. He was in this room. Yep. For the live portion. For the live portion. No way. Yeah. So he was in our original podcast room. In our original podcast room. Wow. Yes. yes. And... Uh, um, we had uh, these super highfalutin computers that Alan is developing with Adobe and the people at The Simpsons um, to actually live animate. That's right. So it's, so, po- it's pointed at Castellaneta, and when he speaks, Homer speaks with him. That's correct, yeah. So, um, and there's a bit of a delay, and we have to sync up the delay to get his voice in time with the animation. It takes a little bit of time for all that animation to process, but it's actually live animation. Cool. And, yeah, it was so And cool. Alan is able to do stuff with him that takes thousands of hours of guys to draw, and he was doing it on the fly. I couldn't believe it, and then Insane. they started. They started by making reference to the actual the Jays Rangers game. Right. Said to prove yeah. we're live. Uh, here's something that just happened. Yeah. Uh, that was amazing. And so yeah. we took calls on our phone board. It's crazy. And uh, they took the calls in live to 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 Castanella. To, to and Castanella. the thing that I couldn't yeah. believe. So uh, Alan pointed out like that. As Dan said, that Rangers Jays reference was rehearsed in the sense that they wanted to have a reference point to say you were alive. Yeah. But then he said everything after that was improved. Yes. On the spot. On by the Castanella, spot. Yeah. And he was hilarious. Yeah. Like the whole three minutes was really genuinely yeah. funny. It was. I wish you could have heard the East Coast feed. The East Coast feed was hilarious as well. And, uh, it literally everyone in the control room. It they all leapt to their feet uh, in applause. Wow! I, it was blasting out over the intercom system. So you could hear them in the control room all screaming. So cool. So before you went amazing. live, was there tension in the room? Was oh, everyone yeah. nervous? Was heavy. Really? <laughs> heavy. Yeah. Heavy. And you know we had so every so we had the people from Adobe here, and you know all the animators from. Uh, you know, the Simpsons and James Brooks is here and Matt Groening and, you know, the whole, all, the whole, the whole production staff. Yeah. The Simpsons gang. And, you know, we had the writers in here and the writers were working on ideas with Dan up to the last minute. And, uh, even in the commercial break just before, you know, we kind of did a little test, uh-huh. but everything was redundant. We had a redundant computer, redundant microphones, redundant feeds, everything just in case. You mean the backup? Yeah. So you know, backup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, that it was is amazing. What? Yeah, unbelievable out, technical feat. Put yeah. that on the resume. Yeah. 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 It's That'll a first. allow you to get the hell away from this place. <laughs> <laughs> I love uh. it. And, <laughs> and then we uh, last night. So we're taping this on a Wednesday. Last night, 
Um, we mentioned Rob Gronkowski was on our show on Fox Sports Live on Tuesday, and you were upset. You said, guys, you had him in, but we yeah, interviewed crushed. him. We interviewed the Patriots great off-site. At the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel. Ah, so, so I saw the picture you guys sent yeah. out, and I knew it wasn't in the studio, yeah. but for some reason I'm like, fuck, that's the avocado room, you yeah. know? He was in the building. I can't believe nobody told oh, yeah. me. No, he been, we would have we would yeah. have brought him in for sure. Yeah. He was great. I mean, we lucked out because it was a junket. So if you don't know what that is, you know, a, an athlete, yeah, a movie yeah. star, anyone uh, for our listeners who maybe don't know, they'll go to a hotel suite or something, and then that all the broadcasters will come to them, and then that way they can just knock off a ton of interviews. So what in one was day. his junket? This was for Madden 17. He's the cover oh, boy for Madden 17. Right, sure, they right. just announced yeah. it. Uh, we didn't even know. He's also on the cover of GQ, which came out Monday. We didn't even know that. it at the time. Yeah. So he's just flying high. But we lucked out because just seconds before we interviewed him, some English radio guy interviewed him for like 10 minutes and asked him, I'm not kidding you, over the course of 10 minutes, I think he asked him 632 questions. Yeah. Oh my like God. it was just like rapid fire. And by the end, he was just like done. So anyway, I think he was excited to sit down with us because we obviously. Yeah, we got in there at noon. He was done at six. So by the time you get to six, his brain yeah. just must be mush. Oh, like, I, I'm done answering yeah. this. I've answered this the same time. Yeah. Yeah. But good guy, really chill. Big hands, guy. too, just like Aikman. Big hey, meat. Like dog. shaking hands with a bear. Was, did he have the ring on, too? or no? He, was he didn't. No, he nope, didn't. Yeah. didn't have the ring. Uh, just very kind of laid back, and he said, "I was disappointed that he's not doing the Grand Cruise again." wasn't said wasn't asked. Oh, he said he's not going to no, do it. No, says wasn't wasn't asked back. So I think maybe. <laughs> and he says you maybe can't duplicate. You can't duplicate greatness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe he did a little. No, bit I just you know, if he was here, would have been nice for him to see my homage. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If was in the building. Well, I mean, hey, our show is going to be on air for at least another 10 years, so we'll Hell probably, yeah. probably get another chance to interview him again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Hey, Jim, uh, before we move on from you, we have a great question. Tools, I think you'll love this. Uh, this just came in this afternoon, and it is from Trevor, okay, and he has this question. Hey, Bods, longtime listener of the pod, going all the way back to the TSN days. Question for Jim. I read a rumor that the sex noises in Rocket Queen by Guns N' Roses are real and were made when Axel was having sex with Steven Adler's girlfriend in the studio. My question for Jim, is this true, and was he there for said session? Yes, it is true. Wow! Wow! <laughs> <laughs> Wow! Yeah, but I, I I was not I was not uh, at that particular session. No, but it is true. But it is true. Yes, sex with the drummer's girlfriend. Her, his girlfriend at the time. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I I don't remember if it was Steven's girlfriend, but uh, yeah, that's a true story. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm gonna go back and listen to Rock. Yeah, Gold. man, that's a great song <laughs> yes, too. Yeah. It is. Wow. Okay. Uh, Directions have returned. All right. Get yeah, I um on a couple of couple of shows out on tour, uh we managed to along the way acquire um uh I would say a, a bevy is a good word, a bevy of strippers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh that would travel with us, you know, maybe on the MGM jet that we were flying on. Right. And uh, said bevy of strippers would come to a show, say maybe uh, McNichols Arena or something along the lines of that. And it was my job to get them from the front of house position where we had them all set up on couches and hanging out and onto the stage so that they could strip to Rocket Queen nice. during the show. That's a tough job. It was a, it, Somebody had to somebody do it. Somebody had to do it. And so, they thought I was a pretty good guy for that gig. Now, there must have been some nights, Jim, that were it was easier to corral the ladies than others. That's a very well, that's a great way of putting it, because <laughs> corral is certainly the word. And it was bedlam. Yeah. yeah. Especially walking through the crowd with all of them. Yeah, you know, right. You, know, you must have felt like the king of the it world. It was pretty cool, man. <laughs> but pretty cool. Great. And, you know, people recognize my photo from the the album right. cover, you know. Hey, man. You know, and I'd be walking up with all the, you know, strippers. You know. <laughs> it was, so it was a good time. <laughs> yeah. Hi. Yeah. Uh, just like now. 
Well, Tulsi, um, so for six degrees, uh, we have one from Julia Clementich. (laughs) Sorry, Julia. (laughs) It's Mr. Big. Mr. Big. Big. What was their hit again? I'm the one who wants Wants to be with you. Yes. Yes. That was a, that's a strange one, Julia. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Big. Mr. Big. By the way, Mr. Big is the name of a chocolate bar in Canada. Or yes. a candy bar, as you call it. Yeah, I've yeah. heard that. Yeah, I had one bad. I had one last night. Really? I did. How did you have one last night? You smuggled some candy in. I've got a Canadian cho- a drawer full of Canadian chocolates. Just in case you want to have a little taste of home. Yeah. <laughs> I've been known to actually been called that a few times. Oh, Mr. Big. Yeah, Mr. Yeah. When you're hanging around with us strippers, you had to <laughs> <Yeah>. corral. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, um, my connection to Mr. Big is actually through uh, their lead guitar player, Paul Gilbert, who's a phenomenal guitar player. Um, I worked with him. He did. A, he had a band called Racer X. And uh, I worked on their live album that we did. Uh, we recorded out here at a club called the Country Club, which uh, do you remember in the movie Boogie Nights, uh, the club that Mark Wahlberg worked at, you know, where Roller Girl met yeah, him and he was yep. washing dishes? Well, that place, I believe that used to be the old Country Club. And it was a big rock club back out in the, the 80s. Valley, in right? Sherman, yeah, like yep. Reseda in Sherman Way or mm. someplace out there. And, uh, and, uh, we did a live race Rex out there. And then, um, I was working on a record with them when they kind of disbanded and, uh, Mr. Paul, Big. Yeah, yeah. And Paul went on to go, no, I was working on a record with Racer X, which was Paul Gilbert's band before Mr. Big. Right. Right. And, and they split, and John Karabi and the other guitar player went, Bruce went, and they formed a band called The Scream. And Paul Gilbert went and formed uh, Mr. Big. And worked out at least for once. Yes, yes. And then then quickly, Toolsy can ask him about this one from Ricky Alston. This is one I've always wondered about. Warrant. Hmm. Yes. Yes. Uh, And so my connection to Warrant is uh, one of my best friends, Mike Fasano, was actually the drummer or has been the drummer in warrant for i don't know the last 10 years or so something still like touring. that so they're still doing yeah it, when uh janie lane was around and since i think he's is, is he passed yeah i think so Jay, yeah he's gone yeah, the lead he's singer gone. yeah, yeah. Hmm. and so mike was playing drums with and without him right. and uh but uh and, and mike is like drum tech to every band, you know, like you, Foo Fighters or Thirty Seconds to Mars or Blink One Eighty Two or Green Day or whatever, he does all the Green Day records. He's on, he's like the drum tech to all those guys. Drum and tech Matt, to the stars, so yeah. To speak. Matt Sorum, you know, when they go into the studio, he'll bring in his drums and tweak them and right. get them. But he's also playing in a bunch of different bands, and one of them was Warrant, and. Do you remember the cherry pie video? I was just going to bring up the cherry She's pie video. She's my cherry pie. Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown. She was the uh, she was the woman in that video. She was married to Janie Lane. She was married to Janie Lane for and a while. And she was with Tommy Lee and pretty much every guy who was a hair yeah, metal guy. Maybe I, Jim. Uh, Maybe you, Jim. Jim. Yes. Yes. yes, Jim. You are Mr. Big. <laughs> Uh, we managed to have record her on Duff's solo record when we were, when Duff was, uh, working on his record. She yeah. was in the studio quite a bit. I'll bet she was. Yeah. I'll bet she was. Yeah. Um, we want to, <laughs> we want to thank our sponsors and Ian, can we do something that Peter Schrager does on his podcast? We tell everyone to listen to Peter Schrager's podcast. Rich Dur- is here, by the way. Come on in, Rich. Hey, Rich. Yeah. Well, during, it's fine. Pe- Just during Peter's podcast, uh, his sponsor mentions, he yeah. plays music under it. Oh, I like that. Oh, when he talks about uh, Dollar Shave Club. Yeah, and the and shave, the butter. shave butter. Yeah, Dr. Someone's Shave Butter. Dr. Feelgood's Shave Butter. Uh, whether you're wearing a suit or sweats, you spend almost 24 hours a day in your underwear, but instead of making a statement like Superman's tights under his everyday clothes, your underwear is probably 
boring. MeUndies is here to change that. This is like uh, Nine Inch Nails. Is this Trent Reznor? Did this mean hitting a different demographic of the MeUndies? I understand. I Every understand. pair of MeUndies is made from sustainable sourced modal, <laughs> a fabric that's twice as soft as cotton. Nothing can describe the fit and feel of MeUndies, but once you try them on, you'll understand why they're called the world's most comfortable underwear. I'm wearing a pair right now. Not really. A Shipping you is too. I am too. Jim as well. And I, after we did the first MeUndies thing. I, 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 you know, they sent us some. I went and, and bought. I bought over two hundred dollars worth of meundies yeah. for me and my son too. He loves them. Love it. You guys can love. Here's a little undies. tip. Here's a little tip. Don't put them in the dryer. Don't put any of your underwear in the dryer because it, it tightens up. Because yeah. the the dryer. You want to hang them up? Yeah, I just I lie them on the ground. <laughs> this is big. About Good me thing undies. you're not living right. with anyone. <laughs> Shipping is free in the U.S. and Canada, and you can save up to eight dollars a pair with MeUndies subscription plan. Get the subscription or a single pair. Get twenty percent off your first order when you go to MeUndies.com/slash/J and Dan. That's MeUndies.com/slash/J and Dan for twenty percent off your first order. MeUndies.com/slash/J and Dan. Shipping is free in the U.S. and Canada. That is huge. As you like to say, time called. <laughs> you just throw your undies on the floor. No, why I, put get, them, I put them on a spare bed. Uh, well, why don't you get a drying rack? Like a, they're like twenty no bucks else. at Walmart. Who am I? There's no one else in there. It's just me. It's just throwing them on there, just like yeah. Well, I lie them out so they dry. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna try that. Yeah. I, I I've been throwing them in the dryer. Me too. And then they kind of like any pair of underwear. They kind of like a yeah. They start yeah. yes. tighten up. We get our hands on more balls. Can we? Uh, <laughs> Now, are we? Do we have to call anyone right now? Can we no. play this game that we've wanted to yeah, play with Dan please. for a couple of weeks? Yeah, Ooh, is, I like uh, games. This is a fun game. It's another edition <laughs> of uh, real or fake hipster bands Dan because hates hipsters. And this, all these suggestions were sent in by our good friend DJ Sonny Dunn, Rob Dunn. Okay. I sent these all in. So, so here we go. Real or fake? So real or fake? I'm just gonna list off a ton of band names. You have to say if they are real or fake. We'll keep it. Uh, we'll keep a running total and see how you do. All right. So here we go. First band is Paddleboard. Real. Oh, we should get some music under this too. Yeah, yeah. Real. I got it, I got it, I got it. That's fake. That's one. Paddleboarding's big right now too. I thought someone would capitalize on that. Uh, Japanese breakfast. Real. That is real. Very good. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what would a Japanese brex- breakfast contain? Noodles. And eggs. Tea. Sushi. <laughs> Rice. Rice. Some, uh, oh, um, miso soup. <laughs> me Sound not nice? Like, me not like miso. You know, you know like <laughs> Japanese breakfast. Seaweed. <clears throat> Debt collectors. Debt collectors. Fake. You're right. Fuck you. The Purdy Lady. <laughs> no, that's no chance that's right. <laughs> right? The Jesus Lizard. That's real. <laughs> that's correct. You're doing very well. Gay for Johnny Depp. <laughs> that's fake. That's real. Sorry. <laughs> that is very much real. <laughs> the Tony Danza Tap Dance Extravaganza. <laughs> that is so stupid. It's real. That is real. Oh, <laughs> my. <laughs> Modern baseball. <laughs> Fake. That's real. They have a new album out this week. A leg up. Fake. That's fake. Boy, you're doing great. Thank you. Young and hamstrung. <laughs> fake. <laughs> That's right. You are nailing these. Thank you. Test icicles. <laughs> <laughs> That's real. That is real. <laughs> Cut off your hands. Hang it. This is so stupid. It's real. That is real. <laughs> oh, my God. Real haircuts. So stupid. It's real. Fake. Ah, <laughs> Tracy and Charmaine. Real. Fake. <laughs> Calm trues. Calm trues. Real. That's real. Unbelievable. Absolute whores. <laughs> Fake. That's real. <laughs> 
That's my uh, band. Oh, wow. And that's it. I got to say, you killed it on that. You uh, had like 12 right and 5 wrong. I have, yeah, Dan 10, J6. You got that 10 of them. very impressive. Thank you very much. Very impressive. Uh, I wanted to read an excerpt from an interview that was uh, conducted with Jay and I. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm so glad you brought this so up. We, I'm having some interference issues on the mics here. Are, is anyone else having that? I no. just want to make sure that's not going on. Wiggle your cord. I always yeah. just wiggle. wiggling my cord. Wiggle it just a I little think we're good bit. Now. I think sure? we're good now. I just wanted to make sure that the rest of the world wasn't hearing that. I'll continue yeah. to wiggle um, my cord but, over here. In the um, yeah, just let me know. Okay. The, just the connector right at the bottom there. Maybe. Jim can yeah, wiggle okay. your cord, too. All right, perfect. Jim, if you wiggle my cord, I think that would also be nice. Oh, yeah, I think it's So good. this happens frequently. Uh a student or a reporter calls Jay and I and, and, and asks us questions. We're not on the phone at the same time. And then he puts our answers in his, uh, in his column. This one's at oledenim.com. You can find it. So all of our answers are almost identical. We even picked like the, our greatest favorite sporting moment was the Sidney Crosby golden goal. And then it got to this question. Much of your success has come as a tandem package. Do you think there will come a point where you guys will pursue different career opportunities? Jay's answer. I think it's inevitable. Inevitable. <laughs> I think it'll have to happen at some point. When that'll happen, I can't tell you. I think at some point we will do something different. My answer? I think forever and ever now we are going to be joined. <laughs> I don't want to say TV's dying, but it's definitely going online now. Hopefully we'll be employed until retirement age and hopefully we'll be paired together. <laughs> Well, this is awkward. Well, okay. I'd like to explain. Um, I just found it funny. Now, here's my thing. The reason I answered that way is because I remember once you answered a similar question in saying that, I think someone said, would you want to do a highlight show forever? And you said, well, no, at some point I would like to, you know, fulfill my dream of becoming uh, NHL play-by-play man. So there have been uh, various opportunities, well, not various, but a couple opportunities <laughs> for you to do that, and you haven't jumped at them. And, uh, and so I always feel like, hey, you know, if you ever wanted to be, like, for instance. No, uh, but I, I figure if we call the game, you doing color, me play-by-play, there we go. I make Jay and Dan happy. We, that's been suggested That'd to be us entertaining, before. I That's think. been suggested, and it's funny you bring that up, because today, uh, Howie Rose has been calling Islander games since 1995. He's decided to take a step back. He doesn't want to do that anymore because I think he also does Mets games. It's too much workload. So Brooklyn, hipsters, Toolsy, lots of hipsters. You'd fit in great. Here's my suggestion. We could go there. We could do that. Sorry, Butch Goring. We do an alternate broadcast for a hockey or a baseball game. So so if you're a hardcore fan, you listen to like the, the real guys, and then we do an alternate feed where we just goof around. And... You brought up Key and Peel in a very awkward way at the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> they did they not do that at the Super Bowl? Did they do a I feed? Heard you guys yeah, they talking did. about yeah. that. I never, I never saw it. Was it good? Didn't I, watch it. I, I thought didn't it was see funny. It. Yeah, but it was too much going on, like the game and the commercials, and then Key and Peel. It's like you gotta, so. You but wait, choose. were they commentating on? The feed, the CBS feed of the game and yeah. the commercials and uh-huh. everything. Okay. In front of like what looked like a podcast room, just talking like, right. announcers. Right. I like that idea. I like that idea. I think that's good. There we go. So do we think, solved it. Do you think we'll be able to make a living doing that? No, I think it's something you would try. And then if there's people watching, you're like, okay, we'll do it again. Okay. I'm all up for that. Maybe try this topics thing with Dan one more time. Oh, Ben's really pushing this topics <laughs> just, thing. You know. Well, we did. We talked about Gronkowski. Great. Oh, Give maybe some. Toolsy will like talking about this because Toolsy and I are going to uh, UFC 199. Oh, I thought you were going to bring up LeBron because I was going to read the text from my mom. Oh, yes. Well, let's let's do that next. But very quickly, you you probably heard by now that uh, that Chris Weidman is out of 199 against Luke Rockhold, and mm-hmm. our boy, the Count Michael Bisping, is in. How excited are you about this, Toolsy? And what do you think the chances are of us walking up to the octagon with the count on either side? How cool would that be? Tremendous uh, odds of that happening because he just loves us, I think. He really does. Uh, uh, We told you that one night he showed up for work and his family had witnessed his large dog. This is terrifying. Chewing their smaller dog. And leaving it with with when one I'll breath of dog. Its, one breath of its life. <laughs> yeah, and he had to come to work that night. Yeah, he was distraught. His 
kids witnessed a dog murdering another dog. Yeah. Now, in a way, it's a little bit like your childhood, Dan. Like, you know, you had to drown uh, runt pigs. Oh, I was stuff. used to it, though. But that's what I'm saying. Like, these kids, now they get that. Okay. Maybe it was shocking at the time, but now nothing's going to shock them. Circle of life. Right. Circle of life. Things happen. I hope Bisping's son, so he's got an older son. He's like a, a teenager, goes in the, uh, the octagon because he's always behind him. And he's always just smiling, trying to get his face on TV. He's like, it's <laughs> my dad. It's my dad. Okay, you, you brought up LeBron. Uh, it's, uh, read us the um, the text, your mom. It's very entertaining. <laughs> very entertaining. Okay, so uh, this is after the Raptors won in Game Seven um, against uh, the Miami Heat w- with uh, in a series that's going to be remembered for the ages. Yeah, yeah. The bas- the worst basketball ever played. Okay. Okay. So it was a monumental series win for the Raptors franchise. We cannot deny that. Okay. Watching game now. Wow. Nice finish, says my mother. Lowry could soon wrong. I mean, I think she meant to say do no wrong. Right. Right. I said they finally did it. Too bad they now have to play LeBron. Sandro Tools response If I was LeBron, I'd be sweating, scared of being humiliated. I said, That's (laughs) one way to think of it. Her response. Pretty weak comeback, sort of what LeBron will be like. Oh, <laughs> boom. And then I said, whoa, easy over there, O'Toole. <laughs> Very nice. Well, I will say this. <laughs> After game one. Hey, the Cavs had a lot of rest. Tuesday night was not a good night for Toronto sports. Oh. The Blue Jays got annihilated Ooh, for a what's second What's going on with the night. Jays right now? Oh, and we haven't talked about the, the Batista yeah. and Odor We punch. haven't. Yeah. We haven't discussed that at all. I was uh, informed of the news by my Uber driver. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I got the news via text from a good friend of mine. And uh, yeah, what a punch. But what a, what a f***ing stud Bautista is. Just stand there. Just, he just stood there. Yeah. Anyone else would have been knocked down by that punch. Yeah, and why did he get suspended? One game. He's backing himself up. Yeah. You got to give him one game, I think. And I like I that. actually think he might have got off a little a little light on. I that like uh, Brandon Morrow, former Blue Jay. Where is he now? Great question. Uh, Has he been in the he sent a great tweet though. Yeah, he sent screen grabs of Odor sliding into second he's, way worse than Batista. Yeah. He's like still in the Blue Jays. He's in their system? mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Where is Where? he playing? He's in the Padres organization is what I'm seeing, but. Either way. Is he in the minors? Is he in the minors? That's what it would seem. Look, the important thing is um, is that if I'm sliding into second and Rugnet Odor is there, I'm maybe, I'm maybe not getting the spikes up. Yeah, yeah, Because I'm, I'm go- f***ing terrified of that guy. I'm not going Ty Cobb. That guy, he is terrifying. And I was listening to um, a baseball podcast today, and they were saying that all of the major leagues is like gaga about Odor and what he did. Because Bautista, as popular as he is in Toronto, not super popular in the rest of the major No, leagues. he complains a lot. Yeah, so so apparently all the other major leaguers are like, yeah. First of all, they're like, glad you did that. And number two, holy shit, you're terrifying, and we're all afraid of you. <laughs> So hopefully the Blue Jays will find a bullpen and uh, turn things around. Yeah, it's early. It's fine. Hey, Ken Rosenthal, you mentioned it. He's going to be on. Maybe we can talk about that with him. 15 minutes. Uh, watched a baseball uh, documentary last night. It's actually called Not a Documentary on Doc Ellis, former uh, Pirates pitcher who threw a no-hitter on LSD. Could be a crackhead. <laughs> <laughs> so he explains it. He like he landed. They were playing in San Diego, and he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna go home to L.A." And he said, "I timed it because I know the acid would hit me by the time I got to L.A." And then they called him when he's there. They're like, uh, "You pitch tomorrow, you know?" He's like, "No, I don't." And they're like, "Yeah, you do." <laughs> yeah, I made mistakes. And he, he walked something like. Six batters and hit like four, but still got. <laughs> Did you hear? Uh, Freddie Gonzalez was fired by the Braves yesterday. Did yes. you hear how he found out? No. He is like a Delta Miles guy or whatever. Right. So when you when you get booked on a flight with Delta and you have Delta Miles, they'll send you an email that says, "Hey, you know, we, we credited your Delta Miles or whatever." That's how he found out. He got an email. It was like, hey, dude, you're booked on a flight back to Atlanta tomorrow. And he was like, wait a minute. We play in Pittsburgh tomorrow. Like, what the hell? 
And then he just instantly like, oh, I guess I've been fired. Wow. And he went to and he went to the Braves wow. front office. He's like, did I? Am I fired? And they're like, uh, yeah. How do you let that happen? He's like, I still got the points, though. <laughs> I get the points, though, right? Points. Get to keep the points. Yeah. yeah. Um, we have an amazing guest coming up. He's coming right now. Be in a minute. Um, should we, before he comes in, Toolsy, should we give a bit of background on? Oh, Bobby Diaz yes, is coming in. he's coming in. Yeah, Bobby. yeah. So we should probably explain. He's uh, He's been our audio guy on our new show, our lone audio guy, since its incarnation. He worked off and on on our old show, but he is a... Uh, He's a very interesting guy. He used to be in a rock band. Used to be in a couple different bands. Uh, grew up around the scene on the Sunset Strip in the 80s. Like, came up when the when Motley Crue was ruling the strip, when GNR was ruling the strip. He was there in bands alongside them. So, we just thought Bobby would be an interesting guy. Oh, yeah. He's <laughs> awesome. Bobby and we each, uh, we each possess um, his uh, CD of, uh, of his old band. Great singer. Yeah. yeah. He's got great pipes. What's the name of his band? He had a few of them. Yeah, he had a f- couple of different bands, so we'll get him to uh, to mention it, and then maybe you By can By the way, if you're watching the video portion, um, you'll notice my Jersey Mike sub sitting here. I can't wait to devour it. Bobby uh, Diaz! Jersey Mike, <laughs> you're welcome to come on as a sponsor. Bobby, come on in. Come on in. Bobby, have a seat here. You know, you know one thing about Bobby, you know who Bobby loves? Tegan and Sarah. Yeah, so, yeah speaking you know, very Canadian. Okay, Bobby, you're an audio guy. This microphone amplifies your voice. That'll amplify that's, your that's voice. That's how it Bobby. works. Hello. Hey. Hey. Hey, Bobby. Pretty good. Hey, I mic'd you up. You did. Hold on. I'm hearing some buzz. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? Uh, we for- were just telling you, what were the name of your bands? I was in a band called Electrolux. Let's put that close to your mouth. <laughs> not that cl- not what, were you, what were you just doing, Bobby? What were you up to? I was uh, sharing a grilled cheese with Mick. Oh, Mick. So Mick is our uh, our stagehand. We really we used to have like 20 stagehands. Now we're just down. So what? Band. You went to Moe's Cafeteria and said, one grilled cheese for two men, please. I went to the truck and they gave it to me and I gave them money. <laughs> and, and then you shared it with Mick. And I fed him slowly. Really? What's, no. what's a grilled cheese on a food truck cost? Nine bucks. That's wow. too much. I know. That's that profit on that, that cost him probably $1 to make, if that. Hold on. An extra $6 for French fries. What? $20 for a These food yeah, trucks. That's, Come that's, on, food trucks. Food Go trucks yeah. are yeah. yourselves. Americans. Yeah. yeah. In Canada, what would that cost us? That would be $4. <laughs> and they would give me the $4 yep. and the grocery. That's right. And health care. <laughs> right, guys? Um, what else? Bobby, it's so exciting to have you here. I was explaining that you... With the bands that you were in, and just the fact you grew up here in Los Angeles, you grew up around the whole Sunset Strip scene in the 80s when the crew was coming up. You were there. I was. I was. It, it was must have been time. a wild time to be here. My mom would drop me off to go see the crew and then pick us up, and then we'd eat a lovely Denny's meal on the way home. <laughs> like so, No drugs, just <laughs> rock and roll. <laughs> yeah. Pure rock and roll. The right. Did you go to the later. rock and roll Denny's? We did. You're absolutely nice. right. And we see the older kids... Uh, Doing what they did, and I was like, French fries and a grilled cheese, sir. Uh-huh. Big yeah. on those grilled cheeses. Yeah, how much? Even were... when I was a young man, you don't get a body like this not having grilled cheese. <laughs> how much were the grilled cheeses back then? <laughs> no idea. Mom paid us. So I want. It, so you have so many great stories, but I wanted to ask you about because I I love the Beastie Boys, and they recorded uh, one of the great albums ever, Paul's Boutique, here in L.A. at Atwater Village Studios. Yes, it was very lovely. Bobby, you... do you know how the microphone works? I you don't. Keep moving it away from your mouth. Well, it doesn't need to be by my eye either. <laughs> Somewhere between my eye and my mouth. There it is. The That's lie. a perfect spot. Hey, what's this? That's a fresh Starbucks. Oh, I misunderstood. You don't want to drink that. I do not. Uh, so yeah. So you. The, the interesting thing about it is like the BC Boys were around LA. They were smoking. I believe uh, their producer, the best quote ever, mo- smoking more weed than Cypress Hill. It was heaven. <laughs> it was really a great for a young stoner to be involved in that. Yeah. How, so how did you get involved? Like, how are you at their studio all My the time? My friend Lisa Cabasa was dating Adam Yauk for four or five years. He is called MCA. MCA. Right. Yeah. So they were together for many years, and she was our in, and they accepted us as friend and brother. They were super. And nice. you went like skateboarding with them. You just hang I, out. I, again, back to the bad body. No skateboarding. <laughs> I just enjoyed. They there was a um, half pipe there. Yeah. Right in the same place where they recorded and rehearsed. It was just a glorious situation. You didn't lay down any tracks with them? No, 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 not at all. I was intimidated. They're the Beastie Boys. I'm just a young rock dude. 
But so they were a name by the time you were. Hanging oh yeah, out with it them. was oh, yeah. this what second? This record? is Paul. Yeah, that was the second record. Right. So yeah, they were massive. The, I mean, this second record was highly anticipated because License Hill was so big. It'd and, been a lot of years in between. That's and right. They were really finding their own voice, and they really, they truly did. It's a great record. The Paul's Boutique. It's record, an amazing right? record. The What's the single? Off Dust that? Brothers produced it. Hey right. ladies is the single. Hey ladies. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. And then you. And then the other thing I love is that <laughs> Sound like that? City. That's how. He, that's how it says. <laughs> Hey, I know. And then Sound City, you recorded at Sound City. Yes, my band recorded at Sound City right after Nirvana. That's crazy, man. There were some notes there. Uh, who's your favorite person on this Canadian Wall of Fame well, behind you? Desperately on. trying to get an interview in. It's <laughs> tough with Tulsi. <laughs> uh, right. Well, I know exactly who your favorites are. Now, Seth Rogen. No, Tegan and Sarah. Yes. There they are right and there. And Captain Kirk. We were very upset that uh, we, we asked Tegan and Sarah to be on our TV show. And, and they, they didn't. Politely declined. No, that's not nice. I mean, they're super. But busy. then we came up with an idea. We We'd will go to go them. To them. We're going to go idea. to them uh, because I just feel like at some point we got to interview Tegan and Sarah. Can't we? They should love you, right? Yeah, I mean, we're all Canadians. Canadians. You guys are both twins. Yeah, we're twins as well. We can talk about <laughs> being twins, what it's like to be twins, grow up as twins. Hot in here. <laughs> oh, you oh. take your shirt off. We're fine. We're all friends here. Hey, who's that good-looking guy? Uh, no you have, off. you have, you're a big part of our Fox Sports Live show. You did take your clothes off for one episode. Yeah. I did. I got trouserless, and I got in a lot of trouble. Two separate <laughs> ten-minute chats. It's an- <laughs> I. Two I took an chance. elevator ride up into the studio one day, and a guy got on with me. I didn't know who he was, and he oh, said, "Oh, he said I was fired." Yeah, he was like, hey, uh, "You know, Bobby got in a lot of trouble for that." <laughs> I'm like, my, "What?" I literally just holes. got here. Like, why would you say that to me? Yeah, I got in a lot of trouble for that, man. <laughs> I got nude for you. You asked me to do, and I did. Yeah. Well, I asked you to get nude every day. While, that day I but said this yes. time, it was on television. While yes. we were getting <laughs> this new Fox Sports Live ready for the air, it took two weeks, people thought we were suspended for two weeks. That and was also a rumor. that image. You guys are bad boys of Fox. Yeah, the yeah bad that's boys. what you've you said. Guys. We now have a reputation. <laughs> Let's discuss this. We, You've said we now have a bit of a bad boy rep here. You do. Jay and Dan are crazy. They're, they're rallying. They're raging against the machine, those guys. Yeah, You're with it. them? <laughs> I'm with him. Good for your crackhead. I love it. I've never been considered a badass. Look at me. I've never been considered a badass in my life. Here, you guys are badass. <laughs> I love it. I th- I think it's great. Maybe this will be the thing that really, you know. Pushes you. Yeah, pushes us over the top here in America. Or out will. the door. No, 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 no. <laughs> Embracing you, we will. Hey, um, back to the Beastie Boys? Or yeah, yeah. Maybe we talk about the things we were going to talk about. Yeah. No, no. Toolsy, very. So were you. You were giving me the finger. I was pointing to your notes. Look at it. Right. Shipping is free in the U.S. and Canada. <laughs> Do you want to read this promo for us, Bobby? Yes. Halfway through the podcast. A great business needs a stunning website. You hear me? <laughs> Leave it alone. And with Wix.com, you can do it all by yourself. Wix.com makes it easy to look amazing online. Thank you. There's more. Oh, there's more. You have to read it all. Okay, sorry. Wix, I apologize. No matter what type of business you're in, show off your images in a beautiful gallery. Grow your contact list and get all your social media in one place. One breath it took. Uh, Just the way you want it. Your customers are going to love it. When it says love, like with a lot of, yeah. Yeah, emphasis. Ah, love. So what are you waiting for? Show the world what you can do. Go to Wix.com. Create your own stunning website today. It says two sponsors. Uh, I love the, the script. It says it's, it's easy, easy and, and, and it doesn't is that, say. Is that when you just says an easy and and you sort and, of like and, and well, what do you do there? That's like improv and free karate free. free? Like, it's free free and free easy and free. So we've given uh, people a lot of choices for free free shipping to Canada mm-hmm. for MeUndies. Wix It's free. Looks like this every- podcast is free. Yeah. yeah, you could live off of everything we've been selling. Jim has a connection for free. Warrant. Warrant? Yeah. Who's Ricky Alston, Jim? Uh, Ricky Alston is a listener who sug- who wanted to know if Jim had a connection to Warrant. And do you? Yes. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Well, let's ask one we more. Uh, what about Tesla? Because I know Bobby's heard Tesla before. I'm a cowboy! <laughs> On a steal! Uh, I, I, love, I love Tesla. And, uh... Yes! Yes! yes. Yeah. You have a connection to Tesla. Yeah. I like him. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and again, it's uh, through Geffen Records. Um, their guy that signed them also is the same guy that signed Guns. And Tom uh, Zutat. I saw Tesla open for Poison once. Ooh, what a good gig. 
Oh, man, that was a good show. Yeah, Canada's first fun. concert. Yeah, Northlands Coliseum in Edmonton. I think that was a great live Just band. got pubes. Just got pubes. Whoa. Love that uh, signs. Yeah. Great. Yeah, they did I a nice cover it. of signs. Yeah. Yeah. I like yeah, that song. Yeah. I didn't know it was a cover until years later, by the way. Yeah, I didn't either. I was naive. Yeah. No. Yeah. Pubeless. Uh, yeah, so. Uh, yeah, still. <laughs> well. Now wait, were you always pubeless? Did you never grow pubes? Always, just bald, completely bald. Yeah, forget sex, buddy. When Bob, you were there when <laughs> dropped his trousers on our show. Oh, don't talk about it. A lot, a lot of pubes. More, a lot more pubes than beep that out. Anything else? Yeah, more pubes than anything. <laughs> right. No, if we leave this in the show and don't tell anyone, no one will know. Well, like Rich won't say anything. I can't hear you. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, if I don't hear it, then I'll... Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just kidding. We, we what are we talking about. about? Yeah, what are we talking about? You have no pubes. Oh, pubeless Bobby? Absolutely. That, actually, pubeless right, body. Let's go. We should do a Brazilian episode. Yeah, wait. Now, Bobby, you're not on <laughs> no. Twitter, though. I'm not on Twitter. So, can we get at yeah. pubeless Bobby? Can we get that? At let's pubeless try. Bobby? You want your handle to be pubeless Bobby? I would yeah. like that, yes. <laughs> at pubeless <laughs> Bobby. Okay. Mom will be very Follow proud. at pubeless Bobby. Wait, well... And uh, ask Bobby some questions that maybe you'd like him to answer in future podcasts. Uh, Bobby does a great impression of his mother. Um, can you do that before you leave? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Are you hungry? <laughs> Mom, I, I just ate like 40 minutes ago. Do you want some pizza rice? <laughs> oh, yeah, I just put a pot on. If you wait a few minutes, they'll be good. <laughs> Why is it just she's always on the verge of is tears? Terrified? Of All people? the time frightened or crying. <laughs> no matter what. I call her mom, what's going on? Oh, I'm just watching more people. <laughs> but why are you scared and sad? Oh, it's a pretty pretty emotional. <laughs> it's really not, Mom. The He's baby not daddy the or not. Father. Right, either way. <laughs> nothing to be said about. I'm not too sure. <laughs> he might be the father. And a lot of quivery lips he does. <laughs> What would happen? Uh, can we can we do a se- set up a scene? Your mom walks in on you, a thirteen-year-old pubeless Bobby masturbating. Oh, Bobby, what? Are you, oh God, what's wrong? <laughs> it's that Bo Derek poster, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Just get out of here! Just get out of here! <laughs> <laughs> and then I slam the door, and she makes me food. I'm coming, baby. <laughs> Oh, what is this? Uh, uh, that's uh, that's Ken Rosenthal's uh, no. phone number. Oh, I could use that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask him about Andre Ethier. How long uh, have yeah. you and Jim worked together here yeah. at Fox? Jim and I have only recently become uh, connected through you guys. We've seen each other in the hallways for years. But for now years, we're yeah, yeah. Always said NFL hello. Sunday, we always say hi every In what year did NFL you start Sunday. here? Uh, 2003, oh, something like that. 2002, October for me. So you guys yeah. started exactly About the same, same time. Yeah. time, probably yeah. read Orientation together. Yes. And yeah. we yeah. send you to the boot camp. Yeah. And- Fox boot camp. We went to, <laughs> went what would to that entail? A special Fox audio training. <laughs> yeah. Listen, guys, don't this mess is anything a mic up. Cable. <laughs> right. Just get on time and leave. <laughs> Do your job. Yeah. Uh, Bobby, this has been a yes. real treat. Bobby, this has been awesome. Thank you for being here. I was very here. scared to come. Thank you for having me. You are terrific. You're oh, absolutely guy, you know great. That. Yeah. Can we get shot. that for a Twitter handle? Bobby, scared to come? Bobby, we have Cubeless Bobby. Cubeless Bobby. Cubeless Lock Bobby. it down. What Bobby. does that mean now? What can I do with this? We'll teach you later. Yeah, All yeah. Right. It's going to be a big part of the show. Right. Bobby Diaz, everyone. Bobby Diaz. Hey, that's my... Bobby, you just nice. threw down the, the headset. It's Fox property. Okay. Oh, disaster. You Love goes. you, Bobby. Thanks, Bobby. Bye, See you, Bobby. Uh, your shoelace is undone. He's gone. He's out of here. <laughs> that's Bobby he Diaz. And he ran down the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a guy. What a character. Remind me, Jim, to ask him about uh, the Sound City recording thing. Was, yeah, I know. At you Sound City, to bring it right up, after. I, to. I know. Sound right City. after um, Nirvana, Nirvana recorded Nevermind there. Bobby's band recorded their album wow. right after it. So That's awesome. we have to talk to him about that. I, I, uh, I recorded an Ugly Kid Joe record there. Ugly Kid right? Joe. And we had uh, Lemmy from him. Motorhead uh, on one of the songs. Really? Was it the and I Hate Everything About You record, that song? No, it was no. Uh, the album uh, Motel California. Classic, it was just after ugly that. kid show. And uh, 
It was it was hilarious. Uh, and then I wound up uh, f- from that. I one of the guys in the band, Dave Fortman. We did his solo record day. We did a bunch of stuff there. But while we were there, uh, we we decided we were gonna f- with the the runners at the studio, right? And so we told them that I won the job as engineer uh, on a game show and that I got to fly to California and make a record at Sound City with <laughs> Ugly Kid Joe. And every day I would go to, to the studio with like bright teal shorts, like short shorts and bright like red shorts and looking like a tourist shorts, yeah totally looking like a tourist <laughs> and I, I we used to call me city walk guy like the <laughs> universal <walk>. city <laughs> and i'd show up as city walk guy and i'd have like the tourist shirt and the shorts and all that stuff and i'd sit down at the board and i'd be like wow man this is the coolest thing this is like a rocket ship i can't believe i get to do this every day and the kids and the runners in the studio would be like what the fuck? <laughs> you know, it was great. We had so, and all the guys in the band were in on it. Everybody was in on it. It was great. We had a blast doing that. Ugly a lot kid of fun. Joe. And uh, uh, that drum tech, Mike Fasano, the drummer in Warrant, he was there for that. That the drum sounds in that studio were yeah, kind of legendary, amazing. right? Yeah, like that's kind of what made it. And, and it was, uh, we used that board that, um, you know, uh, Dave Grohl now. Yeah. Has. Yeah. It was in that room That's with that board. That's crazy used Yeah. It. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, several times. I've done a bunch of stuff there. That's, That's awesome. Man. Yeah, man. You've had a good run. Uh, while oh, we're yeah. calling up Ken. Yeah, it's called uh, Kenny Rosenthal. This is uh, yeah. from Dave Nelson. Mm-hmm. Hey, boys. First of all, love the podcast. Look forward to the new pod each week. Me and eight bods from Regina are heading to Minneapolis for a bachelor party to watch the Jays and Twins series. As part of any good bachelor party, we need a good adult hotspot to hit up. What do you suggest? We, we've, we've never been to Minneapolis. No, no, no. Jays versus Twins. I think. No, you're going to, to Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Yeah, you're right. Well, <laughs> I would say go to Paisley Park. Try to break into Prince's old mansion and see what you can do there. I just wanted to read that one in case I was going crazy. I think he must I have thought, meant he's going to Trump. Yeah, I thought that's what he when meant When is originally. the Jays twin series? Yeah, that's Let's pretend play. like he's going to Toronto. Okay, so <laughs> so if he's going to Toronto, we always say the one-two punch. Real sports for a little dinner, and then uh, the brass rail for a little entertainment afterward. There you go. Just simplify everything. Those are the only two places you need to go. So let's dive into what we were talking about before with the Batista Odor punch with our MLB Baseball Insider, probably the best one in the business. Oh, the Emmys certainly think so because he won another Emmy for best sports reporting. Ken Rosenthal, how are you, my friend? Guys, how's it going? Oh, it's going terrific. amazing, terrific. Your your thoughts on all of this situation with uh, with Batista and Odor? Well, where would you like me to start? <laughs> well, your your thoughts if the the suspensions were too much, if it was unwarranted. Any, okay. any or all of the above? Well, I guess let's go back to the beginning. And first of all, my feeling is that what Bautista did did not warrant retaliation. I get that the Rangers were upset, and I get that he was certainly demonstrative in games out of last year's division series, but I don't believe that he was demonstrative toward the Rangers. He was caught up motion of the moment. And I don't want to get into the whole debate of fun versus not fun right here in this answer, but I had no problem with it. So then you go to this year, and the Rangers play the Blue Jays in Toronto, don't do anything. That's their prerogative. Play the Rangers and play the Blue Jays in Texas. And then in the last game of the series, in the eighth inning, Matt Bush, of all people, the guy who had been in prison during last year's playoffs, he is one who hits Bautista and even Major League Baseball determined that it was intentional. There's not a question in most people's minds that it was intentional. So why are you doing that? That's question number one, and it's a fair question. Then Bautista, of course, reacts, as players often do when they get hit in their minds intentionally. They slide hard into second. And then, of course, the melee ensued. Now, 
clearly Odor was the aggressor. He deserved the eight game. He landed as square a punch as I've ever seen in a baseball fight. At the same time, the other penalties were mostly warranted as well. I'm looking into some of them as we speak and writing something a little bit on them tomorrow. There were some questions that were raised. Why wasn't Bush suspended is one question. But overall, I'm not down with the Rangers' reaction. And as I wrote, why are they doing this, or why were they doing this, in a game that they had just taken the lead by one run, they're putting the potential tying run on base? That is folly to me. So those are some of my feelings, but we could talk about this literally all day. Well, can I ask you this, a couple of specific things, Ken? You mentioned Bush, and you know why would he do that? Do you think it's really just, a, hey, I need to show these guys that I am a big part of this team, and I'm a team player, and they probably have a lot of ill feelings toward this guy, and I'm going to take the lead, and I'm going to plunk them. And my second question to you, Ken, is do you think the one-game suspension for Bautista is you know, enough, not enough, too much? Well, first of all, on Bush, the question I guess is, was he acting on his own? Right. In his second major league game, <laughs> I don't believe he was acting on his own. Right. And it's certainly possible, and I would expect that he did endear himself to his teammates with that act. But I just have a hard time believing that that order did not come from above. That's the way these things usually work. And that is the one area where I really question the Rangers. I don't, I don't get that. Why pick him, for one thing? He's got enough attention on him already. And why do it at that time? It, it just, to me, was poorly timed, to say the least. Now, as for Batista getting one game, that's a very fair question. And I do believe he deserved something. He didn't walk away. Now, he did get clocked, yeah. but he also raised his hand, put his hand, left hand out, maybe would have punched Odor if Odor had not gotten to him so quickly. So, had Bautista walked away and just left, then he doesn't get a penalty. Then the whole thing probably doesn't even happen, right? Right. But just for doing that, I would say it was warranted. I have no problem with that. Uh, can you ease the fears of Blue Jays fans listening to this podcast? Um, is this uh, this team just getting things together? Is this a hangover from last year? Do they need to blow up the bullpen? Should they be worried about no not as many runs being scored? Uh, what's your take on the Jays to this point, Ken? I'm surprised, first of all. In spring training, they look like a monster. Mm-hmm. And I know it's spring training, but their offense was really good in the final two months of last season after they got too low and Revere and all that. Now, Revere is not back, of course. But I felt they'd be better than this. I still expect their offense to be better than this. And one guy that they're missing, and this was pointed out to me by someone with the club today, is Travis. And maybe he could be a catalyst if he comes back at the top of the order. Now, why the Blue Jays are relying on Devon Travis (laughs) to be their guy after all that they've assembled, that's a very fair question. But anyway, I don't know what's wrong. And sometimes when a team has the kind of season they had, sometimes you see an expectation among the players that it's just going to come again. Mm -hmm. The Royals are going through that a little bit. And the Royals obviously have some starting pitching issues, but when I saw them about a week ago, they were just coming off a meeting in which the manager had to remind them to play with energy. And there is something of a hangover, a postseason hangover. The Jays, to some degree, are experiencing that. Their bullpen has been an issue. There's no doubt about that. Offensively, though, that's my question. Because if the offense is performing better, the bullpen is not as prominent game after game after game. And they cannot get their offense going for every reason. Well, just to make Jays fans feel worse, I'll bring up a name uh, of a player they once had in their system, Noah Syndergaard. You wrote a, a terrific article about him this week, Ken. Um, this guy is just basically the crux of your article is that this guy is doing things now that opposing batters uh, have never seen before and, and managers and, and GMs have never seen before. Uh, where is this going to go w- with Noah Syndergaard? And is there a danger that with the type of pitches he's throwing and the speed that he's throwing those pitches that, that injuries are almost inevitable for him down the road? Inevitable is too strong a word, but it's certainly a fair concern. Got the hardest fastball, the hardest slider, and the hardest changeup in the sport. Everything is hard. Now, what is so fascinating about him is that 
not only does he throw extremely hard, as I just said, he has command of all those pitches. And David Wright had the line of the year earlier this season. He said that Syndergaard is like the guy in the video game you build, and you turn all of his abilities <laughs> and max him out at 10. He's got best command, best stuff, best presence. He's everything. He is that guy right now. And he's not even the best pitcher in his league. Kershaw is, and maybe Arietta's ahead of him, too. So I don't know where the future is. I don't know if he can continue this and stay healthy. That's a very fair question. Now, getting back to the trade, and I want to mention this because I know a lot of Jays fans now are upset by it, and understandably so. But at the time, I don't remember a lot of people that were critical of it from the Jays' perspective. They were they more were critical a, about Darno, Ken. That's what they, they were, were more critical yeah. about Darno. That's right, a yeah. potential starting catcher. And from the perspective of the Jays, Dickey was a guy who had just won the Cy Young. They signed him to a very club-friendly contract. It didn't seem like a bad deal. And there were questions about Syndergaard then, questions that did not prove valid. But would he be a starter? Was his fastball too straight? <laughs> when you throw 100, who cares? But... <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't the kind of thing where people said immediately, oh, my gosh, what are the Jays doing? So to look back and say, why did they do that? I understood why they did it at the time, and I had no problem with it. Obviously, now it doesn't look good. Well, they and they had just made the trade, the massive trade with the Marlins. So, right. And Thopolis was sort of all in at that point. And so adding another, like you said, the guy who was the reigning Cy Young winner, I agree with you. I think people were, were kind of questioning – Dickie's age more than anything, but I don't think they were sure. questioning the guys. But that he was a knuckleballer, right, right? And I think the one thing that was fair to question at the time was could he sustain it? And right. it turns out that one year he had the Cy Young year was kind of a magical year that he has not been able to repeat. So from that perspective, sure. And listen, you take your shot. Sometimes the trades work. Sometimes they don't. David Price trade worked last year. The Tulowitzki trade worked. But overall, it's a crapshoot. You don't know. So. Listen, obviously right now the Jays would love to have this guy. They need this guy. But that's the way baseball goes. It's just that's the nature of the sport. Ken, before we let you go, uh, we're kind of spoiled out here uh, living in L.A. If you have the right cable provider, you get to watch the Dodgers. You get to listen to Vin Scully. And last night, another masterpiece by uh, Clayton Kershaw, who you mentioned. He uh, allowed a single run, four hits, no walks, struck out 11. Are we witnessing a pitcher that will go down as one of the greatest to ever play the game? Yes. There's no question. And if anything, he might be a little underrated now. I know that sounds crazy to say, but I don't know that we fully appreciate how good this guy is year after year. It's been a nice little run here. It's not a two or three year run. It's five or six. And 88 strikeouts and four walks. (laughs) It's crazy (laughs) in 70 innings. And just to think that anyone is capable of that, it's incredible. And Ariad is really good, too, but I would take Kershaw right now. And some of the advanced statistics point to the fact that Kershaw actually is pitching better, even though Arietta has a better ERA. So, yes, we are looking at one of the all-time greats. And speaking of all-time greats, the Scully farewell, I don't know that we can talk enough about it. I don't even know him personally, guys. I've actually always been too intimidated to introduce myself to him, and he is probably the nicest person on the planet, so it speaks more to me than him. But to see him talk about best at your job, like Kershaw, well, he is 88 and the best at his job. And he's been the best at his job every year, pretty much, since, what, 1958? So I just, every day I'm in awe when I listen to him. I can't believe it. And it's just a tribute to him how, much he is so revered, and Tom Verducci's cover story in Sports Illustrated was brilliant, and it really explained how he's done it. Scully has done it. And, so and I encourage people to read that. I saw a great uh, little uh, blurb about how long his career has been. When he broke into the majors calling baseball games, the manager of the first team that Vince Scully called games for was born in 1884. Wow. <laughs> right. And, and when I listen to him, and he's so clear in what he says and concise, coherent, and all of those good words. And he is at an age where most people are not like that through no fault of their own. It's the aging process. I just, I love it. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> I'm so in awe of it. And I think it's so great 
And I know people have said, I know I'm going off on a tangent here. No, we I like this tangent. Said, why not have him call the All-Star game for Fox? Why not have him call a World Series inning or two for Fox? And that is a fair question. I yeah. think Joe, but Joe Buck has been quoted for this text. We'd love to have that. But his position is he doesn't want to put himself in front. He always believes that he should be talking about the players. The story is about the players and not him. That, guys, is what journalism is supposed to be about. Yeah, yeah. And it's not anymore, and we all get it. I know it's changed, and that's fine. But to me, he's the master, and he is an inspiration and really the standard in so many ways. He is, and and so are you, Ken. Um, before you you go, uh, you always wear a uh, a bow tie on the broadcast uh, for a certain charity. Do you want to plug the one you're wearing this weekend? You know what, guys, you're catching me at a weak moment because I don't know the one I'm wearing. Oh, I do know. Actually, I do. It's for cystic fibrosis. Awesome. I love Amazing, that, my and- friend. Yeah, thank you, guys. Always good talking to you. Yeah, Ken, thank And congrats again on the uh, the second Emmy. I love the picture with Shaq, by the way. That was <laughs> yes, tremendous. that was amazing. Hey, guys, that was totally amazing. And first of all, <laughs> I was very surprised to win because I had one last year. I don't know that I was as good this year as I was last year. I just didn't expect it. I don't know if you ever expect it. But then when I'm walking up there, of course, he was the one who called my name. I'm not thinking about any of this. <laughs> I see him, and I'm trying to think of what to say. I know what I want to say. But I see Shaq, and I'm like, this is ridiculous. It's so great. It's but totally ridiculous. And I'm trying not to laugh. <laughs> but it, it was that added to it for me. And when the photo came about, after they kind of usher you off to a room where you take a picture, and usually it's just you and the trophy or whatever. It's very nice. But he happened to be there. I don't know why. And I, for once, had clarity of vision. And I said, Shaq, would you please take this photo with me? And he was totally cool about it. And... Well, you saw the rest. It was brilliant. It was absolutely (laughs) brilliant. Ken, we're so thrilled we got to have you on. We've been wanting to do this for a long time. Uh, Best of luck the rest of the season. Hopefully we can talk to you again. Thanks, guys. Good good talking to you. That's the best in the business. Uh, MLB insider Ken Rosenthal. Follow him on Twitter, at Ken underscore Rosenthal. The fact that he said he's intimidated to go up to introduce himself to Vin Scully. Well, to anyone, really, because everybody knows he's the best at what he does. So, yeah, yeah, that was Uh, very cool. Amazing podcast. Uh, Some great guests. But, uh, yeah, Uh, Ken, just awesome. Thanks to our sponsors. Make sure you visit Wix.com and MeUndies.com slash J and Dan. MeUndies.com slash J and Dan. Free shipping USA and Canada, and you get 20% off your first order. Uh, Ian, thank you so much. Terrific job this week. Yeah, great job. Ben Teller, Jim Mitchell. Rich, thank you for coming. Really appreciate everything. And we're so glad that Pat wasn't here. And so glad that Bobby came. And glad that Pat wasn't here. (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah, Bobby was great. Uh, we'll have Bobby on again. Uh, follow him at Publis Bobby. At Publis Bobby. <laughs> and now we're going to interview TJ Dillashaw TJ. for the uh, Fox Sports Live podcast wow. and show. All right, guys, thanks for listening, and we'll uh, see you. We'll hear you. No, you'll hear us. <laughs>